0: It's the Minnesota Moderate Man Podcast. It's Dustin Anderson. I wanna thank you again for joining me on this podcast. Well, actually I'm thanking you for the very first time. You know, I am a man that lives in Northern Minnesota, but I was born in upper Michigan. I am doing a podcast because I've always wanted to write a book. And the book is not gonna happen right now because I am in grad school and there is no way with all the writing I've done is, is is the next thing I am going to do is write a book. So why not try my hand at a podcast? Because I used to work in radio and I really enjoyed talking over the airwaves. I'm not saying I was uh, Howard Stern or any radio personality like that, but I really had a passion for that. I'm an educator, I'm a coach, I am a, a student and I love to learn. And and one of the things that I really enjoy about life is humanism. I love I love learning about people. I love learning about the passions and, and the skills people have. And one of the things that I want my podcast to do is I want to be able to share stories that you can relate to, and hopefully that you can take some sort of action behind that. And I'll share more of that later. Hometown Pride is the title of my podcast today. And why do I say it as that? Because I grew up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, a little old town of 7,000 and maybe less than that. Ironwood, Michigan. Known for the Red Devils. No, nothing in terms of the evil thing, devils, but the Iron Ore Miners. And Ironwood, Michigan is, is a town that I grew up in, had a wonderful childhood, was very blessed with many opportunities, you know, to ride up and down the road with my bike, run around the neighborhood, get in trouble, you know, the typical things that maybe a child would do in a small town but one thing I never really appreciated was at that moment in my childhood in my teenage years were the experiences the landmarks the people that were around me I was well behaved for the most part I thought I was pretty respectful but I was eager to leave Ironwood, Michigan, the UP all together when I was uh, graduated from school, high school. I went on to go get a community college for the first two years, great, great school. I moved away and I was free. Man, I was gone, I was not looking back. I would come back occasionally, but I, I look forward even more to get away even as I was coming back. So where was my hometown pride? you know where was my hometown pride some of the things that we did when as a as a child you know we would throw apples at cars get in trouble for hopefully uh, or not thank goodness we didn't hurt anybody throwing apples at their cars breaking windows i mean not not intentionally i think it was just more so you know you get really rambunctious and those kind of things happen but but why <laughs> Why would we do that? Well, we're children. Ride bikes, go to Longyear Park, you know, stay up, play kick the can, jailbreak. Yeah, you could probably relate to to some childhood games. I mean, you really enjoyed those, but then as you get older, you know, the mini golf course closes and, you know, they're really, I mean, you hang out with friends, you play video games, you ride your bikes. Again, very blessed. Not saying I was not, but of course, as you get older, I'm a senior in high school, man, let's get out of here. You see all of your classmates leaving, man, when can I get out of here? But later on, when I did move out of town, like I said, and became an educator myself after school and providing new professional opportunities for myself, I started to look back at a lot of people that were a part of my education in the early days. And, and I questioned and said, man, what kind of student was I? And then you start really to reflect and try to understand, was, was I a good student? Did I give my teacher a hard time? And then when you start working in the field of education, as an educator yourself, you start to realize, man, I now realize why Mr. Kukowski was that way. <laughs> I remember reaching out to him as an educator myself and, 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 and asking his advice on, on some things and, and I really just started to think how, how appreciated I was of his, of his skill, as his teaching skill. And it's people like him that I really do appreciate and, and really am thankful for having people like him. Mr. Boyd and his humor. Mr. Erickson. Gordy. And Mr. Lou as, as um, their energy level. But really enjoyed their teaching appreciated that hometown pride that my teachers gave to me. Mr. Uh, Mrs. Rubat in fourth grade, man, she would tell stories like no one else. And sometimes that would get you away from learning during the day. So what better way than than your teacher (laughs) going away from the lesson and talking about flamingos? I mean, that was something of, of great joy. I mean, of course, you're a fourth grader who wants to do a test or a reading assignment at the end of the day. Why not get Mrs. Rubat to talk about flamingos or Mr. Erickson about the Vikings? You know, it really wasn't until I was a professional in the field of my, my field. As a director of the Boys and Girls Club, great organization, the nation's largest youth serving organization in the country boys and girls club i was a director at the boys and girls club in duluth very privileged in that sense and one of the elements that fell under our five key elements was providing opportunities for young people providing new opportunities exciting opportunities for young people and i thought we need to provide these young people especially these teenagers, an opportunity to do something different, something they've never done before. And what better way than to bring them to my hometown of Ironwood, Michigan. Let's bring all these teenagers to the Upper Peninsula, live the Youper life for, for one day, right? And I, I discussed this with our, our CEO, Todd, along with other workers, Tim, and and great, great, great people, right? Tim, yes, great person, uh, wonderful. Maybe even asking me, why would you do this, Dustin? (laughs) And what a great way to bring the people, the young people, our teens, out of Duluth, Minnesota, and for many of them, have never traveled out of Duluth before. Asking the parents permission and the parents would say why are you bringing that's a long trip to Michigan that's got to be a what 10 hour drive well we are going to Ironwood Michigan the the westernmost part of the upper peninsula we'll get there in less than 2 hours and they were actually amazed themselves never heard hearing of of Ironwood Michigan yes that is my hometown my friends I did this about eight different times, eight different trips, eight different sets of teens, maybe one or two with the teens that have gone before. I had a few teens that really enjoyed them from year to year that would want to get on the list to go. Eight different staff members and bringing them to my hometown. This is, this is where I started to gr- grab a, that that feel for for how i felt about my hometown it wasn't until i took 15 teens one staff member in a in a club van let's hike them all the way out west out east from the west <laughs> to ironwood michigan to enjoy an overnight trip and let's make an agenda what's our agenda gonna be well we're gonna make sure we stop in ashland make sure we stop at all these places get them all hyped up right And I'll tell you right now, of all the eight trips coming back each time, there was stories galore. Stories galore that we would have because of our trip. And we tell you a few of them. So as you listen to this, think about maybe a trip that you had that really changed your life. And maybe not changing your life in terms of uh, you won a million dollars, but just a great memory, right? The memory in itself is priceless, as we know. We should know that. And this is why I think hometown pride is something that that to me is important to reminisce about, to know that, guess what? This is, uh, this is what made me. And it's important to be able to find appreciation. So we get into town with these teenagers, and we're thinking about ourselves as, as staff members. What are we going to do with them? Now, we did have an agenda, and, of course, we wanted to follow that. We wanted to make sure we brought them to Copper Peak and Little Girls Point and Black River Harbor. Let's bring them out to Bessemer and Hurley. Experience the, the Northwoods, right? Obviously, the area is a little bit different than the west side of Duluth. Well, we bring them to Copper Peak, and, of course, uh, in awe that they, they thought, well, we're gonna, we have to go up that chairlift, that very, very high chairlift yes let's let's go up there it's gonna be a lot of fun and thanks to copper peak for giving us great discounts in all eight years that we've gone copper peak the one of the uh, uh, the six largest uh, ski flying hills in the world the largest in the Western Hemisphere there are six I believe in the world, and, and and five of them are in Europe. So when you think about it, we, we were at a landmark, an historic landmark, that in 1994 was its last ski flying event. And I never went to that. Of course, I, I, I did not go to it because it was one of those things that you didn't think about going. And maybe I did, and I just don't remember because maybe it wasn't as memorable as I thought it was gonna be. But the eight times that I went with these teens from the Boys and Girls Club, every single time was memorable. And I enjoyed it every single time to the point where I told my friends about it and their families, and they have gone themselves. And so we would go up there, went up the chairlift, then the elevator ride, which would take a long time. But to the teens, I thought it was a great adventure in itself. And it was. Then you walk up and you go s- s- stair by stair, step by step right through the metal mesh you know, steps that you can look directly down. And of course, some of them are grasping on to the, the railings. And of course, I'm not a big fan of heights, but of course I have to really represent myself in front of everybody. And then, and then, you get to the very top and you take these selfies and I have the pictures and the memories. And, and to this day, I have teens that are now in college, still reminiscing about the Copper Peak trip. I just had a staff member that we had a conversation about that trip. And she said that it was one of the best trips that she's even taken. So Copper Peak, I recommend. We took the teens out to Little Girls Point, Black River Harbor, of course, on the shores of Lake Superior. We live by Lake Superior in Duluth, Minnesota, but to them, it was just a different environment, of course. The adventures of getting the black flies, the, the, the horse flies on them, of course, going through the, uh, you know, across the big bridge at Black River Harbor. An adventure that I thought, you know, just took for granted when I was younger. But to them... It was like they have never seen Lake Superior before. We brought them to Bessemer, Bluff Valley Park, the Bluff View, hiking up the trails, going to Sunday Lake in Wakefield. We even took them all the way to the Paulding Mystery Light, right? In Marinesco or uh, uh, Watersmeet. And well, actually, it was in Paulding, Michigan. Yes, it's actually in Paulding, Michigan, not not where I studied. So I wanted to make sure I don't want this to be uh, um, geographically incorrect. Paulding, Michigan. And of course, leading up to this, we would talk to the teens about this. And of course, they you know, kind of rolled their eyes thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be goofy and silly. And but they were having a good time at the moment before we went. And we went there and of course, the, you know, it gets dark and nothing's coming out. And I said, well, if you're talking, it, the light will not come out. And that's what the, the myth is, right? You look around and there's there are actually a good amount of people there. And who cares about the mosquitoes? We were used to the mosquitoes. And so the light comes out and then kids start talking and the light disappears. And then they're freaking out. They're running back to the van, but they're laughing at the same time. And what an adventure. And then they want to go explore even further into the woods as they walk towards the light. But then they're realizing the light is disappearing as they're walking closer. And then talking about the legend of the balding light. What a adventure. What an adventure. For them to experience something like this. And living our mission at the Boys and Girls Club and, and bringing those elements to life was the beauty of my work. The time that I reminisce when I did work there, in the 10 years I worked there, and the eight years I brought teens to, to Michigan. Even at one trip, we, we helped the city of Ironwood paint some bridges on the trail that they were constructing. And it was a, a fun time. You know, just just shopping downtown, going to the antique stores, just walking to these places to reminisce myself and and, and talk about the history of Ironwood to them. And and they still talk about it to this day. You know, I brought my family trick-or-treating uh we we went back in the uh in the year of october uh, 31st 2020 it seems like i'm talking about way long ago but even the year 2020 was historic in itself but anyways we brought the family i brought the family to go trick-or-treating in my old neighborhood there's coolidge there's harding street a little known fact, I always what I would, I would always tell people when I was growing up that my dad lived on Harding Street, my mom lived on Coolidge Street, and of course, uh, uh, presidents that were next to each other, Warren G. Harding was the president before Don in office when Calvin Coolidge took over, so I lived on those two streets next to each other where those presidents were next to each other. A little known fact for you, historic buffs. And I brought the family trick-or-treating, and it was just fun walking around the neighborhood. Uh, and looking at our old house, my old house, excuse me, that I grew up in. And you know, imagining when I was a kid, my, my yard in my, at my house being five football fields long, but then as you're walking with your kids and looking at it, and it's probably no more than 30 yards deep, 15 yards wide. What an adventure. And what a memory scene. There's Sean's house, Brad's, Molly's, Kyle's, Drew's, all these people you grew up with in the neighborhood, the old houses, bringing back these wonderful memories that we had and being able to showcase that with your family, showcasing that with your loved ones, the great people, the great people that you would grow up with that made your hometown what it is you know and you might poke fun of your hometown every so often you know Ironwood Michigan I remember being in an airport in Boston once and a gentleman recognized my accent as being very uh, northern and I said I'm a uber even though I didn't think I had too much of a northern accent but nevertheless, I I you know obliged, and I said yes. That's I am from the UP and the Upper Peninsula, and and I said uh, where I was from. He's like, oh, never heard of it. They say, like, oh oh yeah yeah, I know of a town in northern Michigan. Is is Hurley, Wisconsin close to you? Yes, Hurley, Wisconsin is right next door. And it is amazing to see how many people do know about Hurley, Wisconsin. We brought the teenagers over to Hurley once and to the museum in Hurley. Uh, Great staff there. We were just so amazed that uh, these kids were actually enjoying themselves inside of a museum such as that. Didn't think that was going to happen. Probably thinking to ourselves as staff members, they're going to go in, they're going to want to use the bathroom, uh, maybe try to, uh, um, you know, try to get a couple of free free items, maybe some pencils, erasers, I don't know, whatever it may be. We were in there for three hours, and it was amazing to me how much they enjoyed that. Now, these are teenagers. These are not, I mean, these were teenagers. 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, whatever it may be, this was... Fun to see. Hometown pride. Hometown pride. Well, my friends, I am the Minnesota moderate man. No politics involved. I think life is too short to get too involved with something that is too confusing, which I think is politics and the world that we have today, why not make a podcast about something I feel near and dear to my heart, but more so hopefully you can find in your heart, in whatever it may be, to find positivity in a subject such as this. Hometown pride, who do you remember in your area, in your hometown that you were proud of? A landmark, Copper Peak maybe? A teacher, Mr. Kukowski, Gordy? Somebody that you can remember Or even something that brings back good memories like the Belle Chalet pizza or a pasty. That's right. It's Dustin Anderson signing out. Thank you again for joining me on my podcast. We'll talk to you next time. See you later.